This is What's Left to Do, and I'm your host, Janelle. This week, we're going to hear from Lydia, a straight-shooting Indigenous and Chicano auntie from Southern California who's a water defender and Standing Rock organizer. Now, regular listeners know that I try pretty hard to get a detailed (coughs) chronology of every guest story, but Lydia had other plans the day we sat down to speak. (laughs) We cover quite a bit of ground as we toggle back and forth between what she learned throughout childhood and how it impacts her work today. Right. Who do we have today? We have another guest from being on location in Southern California. Thanks to Maddie. Shout out to you. Uh, Today we have Time Cover Girl. (laughs) 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 We have another indigenous warrior, warrior queen from Los Angeles. Hey now. (laughs) (laughs) We have Lydia Dia with us today. Say what's up to the people, Lydia. Lydia Ponce, and it's an it's just such a beautiful day. So it's a good thing that we're here in the shade. That's right, and uh, <laughs> just kicking it uh, at the First Baptist Westminster First Baptist Church that uh, is um, we're fighting to get it back for our community. And um, I myself, I'm Mayo Quechua, and uh, my land is far away from Sinaloa, Mexico, and my um, parent dad. My dad is from uh, Peru, Payeta, Peru. So mm-hmm. Far from my land, so it's good to be here on Tongva land as a guest and uh, to recognize the ancestors on this land and to always give thanks. Yes. Very much. So you, you, were you born here? Were you born in Mexico? Born in San Diego. Okay. Yeah. And you, but your parents, one parent from Mexico, one parent from Peru. Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Now, you... You, I presume, I don't know a ton about you because I got a, like a quick little snippet from Maddie, but I presume that you have been in this community uh, or or several communities in Southern California for most of your life. Um, yep. So let's go back to the beginning, to when, before Lydia was a Dia, <laughs> before you were... <laughs> before, <laughs> before I was auntie. <laughs> before you were auntie. Uh, tell me what it was like uh, growing up here in SoCal. What was um, life like? That's, you know, that's a good question. I'm not going to spend too much time on it because I'm trying to survive it. I'm actually going to uh, turn 60 this year. You look good, Greg. When I walked by, I didn't think. I was like, that can't be her. She has blue hair. There are no wrinkles. I did. I honestly, God, I did uh, not on. think it was you. Come on. I did, I did not think it was you. We, you know what? It's just a blessing to be who we are, isn't it? That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, that's right. Yeah, no, I grew up. I was born in San Diego, but raised in Pedro. Well, San Pedro, but we call it Pedro. Um it's it's just the people, the local people from the area call it Pedro. We don't count San Pedro. <laughs> but um, anyways, uh, yeah, I mean, I grew up watching uh, civil rights demonstrations, rallies and uh, civil disobedience, black and white TV with AIM, with Black Panthers, with the Brown Berets, with, uh, you know, everything being shown from the Vietnam War. Mm. And so when I would come home, I would race home to kick it with my brother, who was my after school babysitter when mm-hmm. he wasn't in university. Oh, okay. that's right. <clears throat> you know, yeah, we know what that means. Getting into uh-huh. trouble. <laughs> and um, he would tell he would like totally have me uh, have a lesson of discernment, hmm. thinking for myself and others. And in relation to what you all were, were seeing watching on, on the news, news. Oh, I would okay. race home to have these conversations hmm. because. I didn't like that the teachers were lying to me. Uh, they left out a lot of history, hmm. a lot of knowledge that... In particular, looking back, what was omitted from your education growing up? How important it was that all these groups supported each other and rose up mm, to, the, to the inequities, to the oppression, to mm. the racism. Mm. And it already had been... This is, we're talking 60, 68, yep. si- well, 66, 67, 68. I mean, all of that. Cesar Chavez. Yep. 
which is his birthday today. Happy oh, birthday. Happy Sasa birthday, Sasa. Yeah. And so when you look at that and then all of a sudden TV turns color, mm-hmm. then you have to think about how much closer we are related. And I would ask questions about um, the discovery of the Americas ah. by all these people on ships. And I was determined to say that I was Indian. Hmm. And my mother would say, don't say that you'll be she didn't say we'll be hurt, but we would definitely be frowned upon. We mm. would be looked at as less than. Mm. She and... was co- she was cognizant of that at that time. Oh yeah, the dis- yeah. Dis- 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 the discrimination against um, uh, indigenous peoples. Yeah, well, mm. Indians, right? Mm-hmm. And I said, but that's who we are. Mm-hmm. And I don't speak either of my languages. Mm-hmm. Um, I only speak the colonized English and Spanish with a little bit of French. Mm-hmm. Uh, to further call it, yeah, yeah, that's right. like, come on. <laughs> Anyways, so 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 long story short, you know, I I when I became eighteen, I left to come to L.A. and I went to junior college, college, and I just gravitated towards um, women's rights, uh, Roe versus Wade, mm-hmm. and then uh, South Africa apartheid. Mm-hmm. All these things were happening, and uh, just knowing and seeing the global fuckery Mm -hmm. that this nation does, the United States of America, now the divided States of America. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to always stand on my feet for other people who couldn't or think that they couldn't, Mm -hmm. because the the part of my life that I've enjoyed from being nine years old and witnessing Mm -hmm. our rights to pray the way we do as indigenous people. Thank you. AIM Mm -hmm. 1968. We um, were, uh, allowed to be who we were fully mm-hmm. with uh, not permission, but by the law granted for the religious act for indigenous people. Tell me what you mean by that and tell people what aim it. I know what it is, but American Indian movement. Yep. In the house. Explain, explain what that was at the time and why it was necessary and what you mean in terms of fighting for the well, right to pray. When you witness as a little girl that they're killing so many people on the reservation and, you know, not having ever been to a reservation and not living on a reservation and knowing that, our tribe was so far away and mm-hmm. two two continents. I knew who I was then mm-hmm. because I asked questions and my brother was brutally honest with me. Mm-hmm. And um, I just have to say that the men and women rose to the occasion when the aunties and the grandmas, you know, uh, be it um, Jumping Bull Res, uh, you know, Rosebud, um, Oglala, South Dakota, um, Pine Ridge, everyone uh, called upon each other with the different tribes to show up mm. because it was a crisis. And what how was a crisis? The, the murders that they were they were finding so, and not solved. But wait, wait, wait. So there were murders happening on the res because? Because of the the goons for the, the people who were actually hired half, half, uh, <laughs> half indigenous, half white or full blood. Indians and at the time it was appropriate to name it that Mm -hmm. Um, there was um, always a reason to charge uh, elderly families more than what was allowed on uh, any kind of scale for uh, interest Mm -hmm. and market uh, market value of a general store so if we lived on the reservation and we had a $200 a month um, you know support general relief and or even retirement or whatever it was that came through, the general store would overcharge mm. for the food. Mm-hmm. And we're not talking about a lot of food now. Sure. And they would run a balance of a, of a they'd get it on credit. Mm-hmm. So then they would barely have a little bit of money left over to the next check. Mm-hmm. So they were constantly going through, you know, uh, their little bit of funds by paying this overpriced food. All these things were happening on the reservation, so all these injustices. So they were, you're saying people, people were the indigenous people living on the res were being price gouged for, yep. for basic commodities, basic, food. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I have to say that AIM put it together the best way they could. They traveled to Washington, D.C., but they, they, they answered the call. A bunch of indigenous people answered the call to be in solidarity, to unite to fight the oppression, to take over land, to hmm. take over spaces. and take, they Take over more land on the res or outside of the res? Outside of the res. Okay. Because it was already being, uh, it was already being uh, uh, desecrated. I see. You know, land and, and land grants and mm. oil extraction. Ah. You talk to the Diné and the Four Corners about uh, uranium. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, 
everywhere you look around the world, it's been uh, subject to genocide, femicide, uh, ecocide, terracide. It's all these things that yield profit for white men. Yeah, that's right. So that's what... Um, but how did you come to the... How did you come to be... To witness this early on at, at nine if your mother was... <laughs> if she tried to put some distance between uh, you all uh, associating yourself with some indigenous identity and your brother, he sounds like a warrior, but yeah. how did you... How did you... How did this come into your consciousness if your mother was nervous and kind of leery of... Uh, oddly enough, I ran from the church... Uh, I had my communion mm-hmm. and we had the whole ceremony. Catholic? Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, got got guilt twice over. Of course. Being Mexican and, you know, Mexican Indian. Yeah. Um and being uh and being Catholic. I I I knew that God was not in that building. Mm. And so How did you know that? When we got the right to pray the way that we do and I saw people singing with rattles, with drums, mm. with uh mm. just outside on sure. a mountain and the ocean, mm-hmm. just the it was too sterile in the church. Yeah, yeah. And it was too, like, I knew that the building made me feel small and uh, that was the architecture of it. Sure. I mean, I, I was awakened to a lot of things because I kept asking questions ah. and I did not want to defy or disrespect my mother. Sure. So I just kept a secret that I went to the Robert F. Kennedy uh, eternal flame outside the church in the garden. Mm-hmm. So I'd go through the front doors at the church and I'd go out the side doors mm-hmm. But I'd have a dollar for the church yeah. and a dollar for me for candy. After yeah, church, nice. God wanted me to have candy. That's right. Yeah. God likes But I, I figured it out. I was sitting in the garden with butterflies and birds and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, just caterpillars, all these beautiful uh, plants mm-hmm. and and everything blooming and visiting. So mm-hmm. I, I knew at an early age that uh, that that wasn't for me. So. But was that was that a lonely experience for you? Was your was your mother very institutionally religious? And so she believed in 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 the building and the structure and the in the in the performance. The yeah, the discipline. Yeah, she liked and the, the shame. discipline. She had six kids. Ah. So she had to do something with us. Yeah. And um again, you know, it was a battle of being myself in who I knew I was and who we were, and I was just going along to not disrespect your mom because you can't. You no, can't no, no, disrespect no, your not. mom. But how did you what I'm trying to get at is how did you come to, was it just an intrinsic internal yep thing like like i i i understand who my family is i understand my lineage i understand where we come from and what that means for how we show up in the world but like i'm i'm trying to i'm trying to get at like how at a young age did you get that if your mother was afraid for you to have it you understand because, what i'm saying because tv wasn't censored they showed the dead bodies coming from vietnam they showed hmm. the footage Mm-hmm. Of the carnage and the murder. But I'm saying, but how did you connect? Well, I, how did you make sense of it as a child? I I just I just did because my brother. Well, how uh, do you think he made sense of it to be able to communicate that? Because to you? he was afraid what I was going to grow up into. He would. What tell do you me, mean by that? Like he was afraid that I was going to grow up to believe what I was being told. Ah, why was I he did, afraid? Because he wanted a better life for me. That he well, he didn't think he was going to be around to, to live long enough. Your brother, to, yeah, huh. to have why? a wife and kids, and he did. Why? 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 He was an alcoholic. As a, as, a, yes, as a youngster, as, yeah, ah, yeah, okay, he's okay. just—he uh, was old enough to be my dad. My 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 Ooh. mom's kids were all older. How old? Where baby. were you in? The, you were a baby, a baby in the pecking on order. my da- on my mom's side. On my dad's gotcha. side, I was the eldest. Gotcha. Yeah, and then they divorced, and he had another family. I got you. Yeah, yeah. So, so you were the youngest, and my mom's side, yeah. Or in your brother that you were close to, who yep. was in and out of university. Yeah, university. <laughs> he. What was the gap between you guys? Um, he was old enough to be my dad. He's uh probably about twenty one years. Oh wow, he was yeah. way older yeah, than you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so your 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 brother who was who who was like almost like a father figure to you, yeah. old enough to be your dad. Yeah. He are you saying he through his life that happened before you got here? Yeah. He looked around and he saw the conditions of your family and I guess people in your community and he said, "Oh no 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 no! Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. I don't want this for I don't want this for this new soul entering yep. the world. I've got to open her eyes and open her eyes early so that she can." Rise above, see above, see otherwise. Is that yeah, am yeah. I understanding? And, right? and, mm-hmm. and it's to have the intellect of uh, not going through the stuff that he had to go through. What was some of the stuff you know, he had to like go through? Just going to university too often for the to for things that you know wasn't. University him. is a euphemism, by the way. He didn't literally go to like <laughs> UCLA. She's it's like a euphemism prison. for prison. Yeah, yes, prison. <laughs> go ahead. So, I mean, some people might be confused. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. But yeah. um, you know, 
you just can't be a black, brown or, you know, a person of color Mm -hmm. in in these divided states of America. You just you just can't. It's been 400 years Mm -hmm. and 500 years. And I say that 400 years for our black uh, relatives Mm -hmm. and 500 years for the tribal people Mm -hmm. of this continent. So, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's why, you know, for me, this whole uprising right now speaks of everything that my brother taught me, Mm. everything with this uprising here, 2020. Mm -hmm. Rest in peace, George Floyd. Yes. Um, is 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 so um, representative of so many conversations after school. Mm-hmm. You know, with the grilled cheese sandwich or a quesadilla, mm. one of the two. Mm-hmm. Still cheese. Yeah, that's right. And, <laughs> cheese and bread. <laughs> and, and you know, uh, and just a conversation with him at the kitchen table with the TV on in the living room, and he and he took the time, and I'm so ever so thankful and grateful. Mm-hmm. When my mother um, became more religious as she was getting older, Mm -hmm. she was actually born again. And I'll tell you what, every time we had these really philosophical conversations about religion or spirituality, she wanted me to join the church and Mm -hmm. be born again. And I said, you know, it's not for me. I'm I'm, I'm older now. And and, uh, this is why. And she'd say, wow, you're so smart. And, you know, and and. And I'd say, well, I am. And you know what? It's because I have I can discern. Hmm. I can discern what's being told to me. Mm-hmm. And I love you and you can be Christian. Mm-hmm. You can be all these things. I don't love you any less and I don't love you anymore. I'll always love you sure. because you're my mom. I just can't do it. I'm not going to do it. Sure. It's not who I am. Did you what do you think looking back now? What do you think was your mother and or your communities? like vision or dream for your life the dream for our like lives. what were you supposed to do oh, with your life and what yeah, were you, yeah. what were you oh, supposed to turn out to be well any small town mm. after high school or you know you get married and have four kids mm-hmm. or six kids and i'm not i wasn't down with that because i always looked beyond the city lights huh and um, why though did music, you just you just art, knew something I just, yeah was... I, I wanted to see what was out there ah. and everybody else was doing was doing that. My sister already had four kids. Mm-hmm. She ended up having six of her own. Mm-hmm. So at nine years old, I also was babysitter after school. Yeah, I, that's you right. know, my sister had to go to work. I was the one changing diapers and doing the teething yeah. on, on three of her first boys. Hey. Mm. So I, I knew that when you have sex, you can get pregnant. So I wasn't about to do that. Oh, you weren't even, you were like, uh-uh. no, no, I don't want, I don't, I don't no, want what's I in these, that water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, and I've got these kids here, mm-hmm. so I may as well just make the most of mm-hmm my nephews mm. and enjoy them did that make you an did that make you not an outcast but did that make you very very different from your peers did you feel that way at the time or did you, looking back did you uh. that's when i knew i was about choice ah when when you were like <laughs> i'm up Changing in here diapers yeah, and i'm nine right. years old mm-hmm. and it was just one right after the other and, and you were like i don't, I don't nah, want this no. not not right now anyway and and i was a damn good auntie and babysitter and, sure. and then she moved away to uh to harbor city and then to san diego so my family is scattered all over the place. So my place of permanence mm-hmm. is wherever I'm at. Ah, I you ah, know, ah. try to just be in community and family with wherever I go. Yeah. So that way it doesn't seem scary or foreign or, sure. you know, plus, you know, you got to walk around like you own the fucking planet. That's right. This marble we're standing on, because if you don't, then someone's just going to come up on you and, That's right. and cause you harm. That's right. So um, with that comes that my mom's last dying breath, in the many things that she was telling each one of us that were there in her presence, Mm -hmm. she relented and she actually said that I was right, Hmm. that we were indigenous. We were Indian. Ah, she, it was, it took her entire life and on her deathbed to hand a creator. I I just went happy tears and what do you think was the reason that it took that long for her to, was it just your insistence, your entire life that didn't, did you like your foot was on her neck? in a loving way, not in an impressive way, about like, this is who we are. We cannot run from this. And yeah. she, and it was just finally like, surrender to yeah. that. Yeah, 11 hmm. years ago, we had we had the conversation of why is it that uh, we we do the things we do? Uh-huh. Why why is it that when you make tortillas for an, and your, your neighbor is a good friend and a good neighbor, that uh, you give them a full dozen, mm-hmm. dozen and a half, mm-hmm because they're so damn good. Mm-hmm. And she kind of took notice. Mm. And I said, you know, 
what would your pastor say about you taking notice how much you're giving? Mm. And she did not like that. Ooh, and I said, not. and I challenged, I yeah. challenged her and I of said, course. you know, I'm going to give her, you know, a dozen, dozen and a half mm -hmm. because she may have people over and yeah. she may want to share them. That's right. And uh, she says, well, you should just give her six. And I said, no, hmm. I said, I disagree. Mm -hmm. And it became something like drive me home. Mm -hmm. And I drove her back home, San Diego, for two and a half hours. Mm -hmm. And I told her, I said, I'm not defying you. I'm just asking a question yep. with her. And here, my, here I go with my questions. Yeah, there, uh, you know, why is it that I should um, take notice? In mm -hmm. Spanish, it's fijar. Mm -hmm. you, you take notice. You, I was taught you offer things open-handed. Yeah. When you offer something with a bag of candy, you open up the bag and you offer the bag. Yeah. You don't dole out yeah. uh, how many pieces or what, you know, the number of pieces or, you know, you just don't do that. Mm -hmm. And so when it came to that last breath and acknowledging and, and relenting and mm -hmm. definitely arriving at some truth mm -hmm. between mother and daughter, yeah. I felt like I was going to need some healing on that mm -hmm. with moving it forward to my children, mm -hmm. to my family, mm -hmm. to my uh, any of the children that are around me mm -hmm. to to know your roots is to be a strong tree, mm -hmm. you know, in the mm -hmm. tree of life. That's right. So um, it took a lot. Um, I witnessed a lot of violence on TV growing up. And yeah. And, be and just because of the coverage of the war or or, the, or just, like this, the 60s were just the hot. 60s, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mid 60s. And also, you know, we had a turbulent home life. We moved like 26 times when I was Whoa. in elementary school. Why? Why? From why? kindergarten to uh, to middle school. Why? Because my stepdad was a drunk. Mm. So there was alcohol. Not your biological men, father. My stepdad. Okay. Uh -huh. Yeah. And then uh, later when I turned 18, mm -hmm. the other reason why I left I left home was because he. I found out he was a heroin addict, oh. and that's why the violence was so freaking ah, unpredictable. I see, I see. And it. Did all you? Made how sense. did you understand that as a child, or did you not understand it? You just hated it and you feared it. I. I would scold him. I would talk to him about you know. Really? Church. I say even. I say look, even church. They. He says church. The priests drink wine. I'm like, yeah, they sip it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the blood of Christ supposedly. So right, right. what are you trying to sell me? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Did you? How did your mother deal with it? She. She. She just took she it. Dealt with it until he actually struck her and then she finally left him like wow. she that was the last straw for her she couldn't come home she had a black eye oh she had she had to show up to tell me Hi. yeah like what had happened that a door you know had opened up on this her. is when you were still at home or you had about, moved yeah no i was about um 12 years old mm -hmm. and i said well i don't know what happened mm -hmm. but i better not see him around here wow and I and told that her it. that, yeah. And she she knew that my brother, somebody would end up in jail, uh, you know, uh -huh, handling uh -huh. that. Yeah, that's right. So she 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 finally left. Did you was him. that a part of? Was that kind of? I, I'm not ask. I'm asking because of my understanding of how that was understood in the black community at that time, yeah. and that was just kind of like something you kind of expected to occur. Like it wasn't like a like a <gasps> like it is yeah. now. Yeah. Um, but was that just something that you? you understood either as an individual or you understood as a community member as like, this is just something that sometimes happens. I, um, and did you accept it if the, if you were no, supposed to understand? I, I didn't accept it then. And I don't accept it now Why be not? because my mother, um, was the hardworking working woman who for her six kids and she had five failed marriages. Oh, she um, never gave up her autonomy in mm. the sense that the more she worked, mm -hmm. she bought that clock on the wall mm -hmm. and in the kitchen and the living room in the bedroom mm -hmm. and knows how to tell time. So to have some man come up mm -hmm. and try to do all kinds of misogynistic, patriarchal shit mm -hmm. on her, mm -hmm. she's like not having it. Mm -hmm. She's not having it. And I and, learned that from mm -hmm. her ah. in the strength, not of feminism, because mm -hmm. she saw on TV that they were burning bras. Yeah. She's like, are they crazy? Right, come on. Because they're so expensive. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and just, <laughs> that's right. like I get I get what they're saying, yeah. but I don't agree with the that's, burning of the bra. That's right. That's right. So, so you know, because she worked hard. She put everything on layaway for us kids. New sure. bikes at Christmas. Sure. Everything was layaway. She sure. says, don't ever pay for credit because credit's going to get you in trouble. In trouble and, yeah. and she just taught me so much. I was selling eggs when I was nine years old, what door do to door. Mean? Oh, just, just to earn some pocket eggs. money? That's, yeah, it's uh, family uh, money, pocket money. Mm -hmm. We used to buy... Uh, I don't know, hundreds of boxes of cartons of eggs and had mm. it refrigerated in coolers mm -hmm. and would drive around mm. San Pedro and I would sell 
eggs. I was a lot cuter then with two no, eggs. Stop! But, you're plenty cute but, now. Then people would would hardly ever, er, rarely say no to me. Because uh, uh, uh. if I show up at your door selling eggs, right? I'm gonna buy some eggs. And I, and I I they were they were fifty five cents, sixty cents a dozen. A dozen? Wow. But I sold them for a buck fifty. Because you know you don't have to go to the store. Yeah, that's right. I'm bringing them to you. That's right. I'm Uber for eggs. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. OG. So, yeah. So all these things that are happening to a nine year old and st still trying to build some self esteem and some comfort, I escaped in books. Mm. I read a hell of a lot. What, what were some of your favorite reads as a oh, child? Oh, uh, you name it. I I think I read fifty two books one summer in seventh grade to eighth grade. Wow. Wow. Um, of course, you know, Little House on the Prairie, all those, that whole sure. series of books. Sure. And Americana. of course, <laughs> I, I, I was reading them and I was thinking, okay, what about the Indians? Yeah. I was like, okay, <laughs> right. what are the, you know? Where are we? Yeah. Where, where are we in this whole yeah. story? Yeah. So when you have a series of, uh, God, uh, Beverly Cleary, she mm -hmm. just, she just died uh, oh, recently. Yeah. Two, two or three days ago. Oh, you know, and I was raised like with, as a latchkey kid mm -hmm. with TV mm -hmm. after school. So. Mm -hmm. I had these classic books and classic, uh, you know, any 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 kind of poem from Robert Frost to mm. uh, any of the the ones that we wrote as kids. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we we as a group of uh, small young girls, we would support each other mm. because uh, when things became violent, uh -huh. I often climbed out the bedroom window mm. and ran down the street to my friend's house. Oh, wow. And my my mom would say, why are you never home when I get home at quarter to eight at night? Mm -hmm. I'd say, oh, it's just because, you know, I'm, I'm finished with my homework and, you sure. know, and she but really, never you needed on. to, yeah, you needed to escape. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. What was, oh, what was I about to ask you? What was the, what did your mother do for work when you were growing up? She was, um, uh, <laughs> she, she, what didn't she do? She went from making pies in San Diego and working at a restaurant, a Syrian restaurant called huh. Damas Damascus. Mm-hmm. Love the food. Mm, oh my course. god! Very good. And um, yeah. and then she, when we moved to Pedro, she um worked at the canneries for starfish. Mm -hmm. And she starfish the tuna, the cannery, yeah, oh, the okay. tuna, yeah. Okay. And she she would come home very sad and distraught when she'd say that they caught too many dolphin, and mm. and, and she was a witness to all that. Wow, wow, wow! She didn't have a problem with the tuna, <laughs> but the uh, our cats ate well. <laughs> yeah, that's and, right. <laughs> you know, pocket a little chunk of meat okay. for the for the cats, but. Um, and then she went to uh, San Pedro Hospital to actually um, go from doing uh, desserts and salads mm -hmm. and, and worked her way up to head head chef. Oh, wow. Uh, with the eighth grade, uh, with the eighth grade uh, education. Uh, education. Wow. Yeah. wow. Wow. And wow. she did special diets hmm. for diabe diabetics and oh, wow. for people with heart uh, issues. Oh, wow. So she she was very common sense scientific about the salt the sugar the this the that nice. and there would be people lining up for her uh her soup her chicken soup nice. you know everybody's mom's chicken soup yeah. is the best but when you serve chicken soup at the hospital and yeah. it's actually good that's right people there's will. some healing going on that's right, that's right. the that's doctors right. were lined up the nurses that's and, right. yeah uh. so that's her um that's her legacy is mm. that you know in the last 14 years of mm. her employment mm, you know, mm. so i had to believe mm -hmm. like a lot of things like I'd say 95% of what she taught me, mm -hmm. but the other 5%, I'm like, ah, nope. What did your dad do for work? Your, your oh, he's an electrician father? on ships. Yeah. Oh, nice. Like a, electronic ships. Yeah. Oh, like okay. ships, ships. Oh, ships. Yeah. Ships, ships. Shipyards. Ships. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Like, like, like army, like the docks, ship? like any of the ships in the oh, port like of Oh, like I'm carrying yeah. goods like, from this country to that country. Yeah. Like ships oh. in the, in the harbor in San Diego. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And, and he played guitar and piano. And, nice. um, after he had me, uh, like he had to work harder and longer and he gave up music for some reason. Mm. I don't know. There's a mystery there to be, sure. uh, to be looked what, at. Did you, were you able to spend time with him growing up in your adolescence? He, he was a holiday dad. He was oh, like, gotcha. yeah, he was just that dad. Okay. And what was the, what was the dynamic like between you and your other siblings? You said your, your brother with whom you had a 21 year yeah. gap. You guys were very close. He Everybody was, was gone. How, what was, what, what were the, what my, were the age my gaps? My oldest brother was like 34, 35. Years and older not, than yeah, you. Like, by the time I realized the age gap, uh -huh. my mom had me when she was 40. Oh. And my, and my, and I was really lucky that she didn't take that uh, medication for uh, morning sickness. Yeah. Cause then you would have had a I'd flap. Because I'd have been like a, yeah, and I'd have had an arm coming out my forehead or yeah, something. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> 
Th- what's it called? Thus- Thus- I don't know. Thus- I, I refuse to learn things that I don't like. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> People's That's names, fair. too. And I don't like people. I don't remember their names. So. <laughs> Anyways, it just, you know, there's not enough room in my computer, in my brain. Sure. So I got to make room. So wait, your older, your oldest sibling from your mom couldn't have yeah. been 34 years older than you if she no. was only 40 years older than you. She couldn't have had yeah. him, no. that sibling at six. Yeah. No, 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 no. Okay. So what was the... So she, she had them when she was 21. Okay. So 20, 20, 19, 20, I'd say 18, 19, 20. Okay. So also there was a yawning gap between yeah, you yeah. and your oldest. And of everybody the other was five. gone and married already, having their own kids. I, I have see. nephews and nieces my age, older, one year older and yeah. one year younger. Yeah. So, so it's crazy. It's crazy making. No, it's not crazy. Just, you know, it's life. <laughs> so did your, did your, was she, were you, were you like a love child? Were you like a surprise? Like you weren't supposed to happen or she wasn't thinking, she wasn't consciously I'll, trying to. I'll tell you a short story. Yeah, please. When I was born, mm-hmm. my father showed up drunk. Uh-huh. To the he, he gave up he gave up alcohol like after i was born mm-hmm. you know actually well actually he there's okay here it is <laughs> here's the truth the short answer is he came drunk and he was trying to date my 14 year old cousin mm. and my, my mom found out mm. so she threw the ice water bottle that they had he showed up where drunk to the hospital he showed up to the hospital drunk and when my mom, she was in labor after the day i was born the day after oh, okay, i was born okay and he was and trying to holler at her 14-year-old cousin. Yeah, my 14-year-old Your 14-year-old cousin. Got you. And he's despicable. Yeah. Despicable. And she said, he said, that baby can't be mine. That baby is ugly. No. Yes, he did. No, why did he, why Remember, would he, he say was that? He was drunk. Okay. 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 Uh-huh. And she said, well, I'm no no Liz Taylor and you're no Rich, Richard Burton. <laughs> <laughs> and she threw the water at him. And... um. And they the, the nurses had him removed because her blood pressure went up. Yeah. And we can't we don't need that yeah, right now. So that's how it you know. But I'm saying how did they get together? They met dancing, they okay. met at a bar, they met at a club. Sure. She's a dancer, she's ballroom dancer, mm, you know, okay. on her, for right. her fun. Yeah, okay. Brought home prizes, you okay. know. And so she brought they, home a baby. Not like dancing okay. with the stars, but yeah, just yeah, normal but like, yeah, regular. Yeah, neighborhood, you know, yeah. like at the yeah. local bar yeah dance hall thing yeah i got you huh. but my dad my dad um retired and he had he had plans he he became a citizen with my mom's marriage because mm-hmm. she was she was you know oh she was already she a was citizen. dual citizen yeah gotcha. dual citizenship uh-huh. and he uh he he took advantage of that and he brought over his high school sweetheart or childhood wow. sweetheart huh. and had two additional children with her so I'm the oldest on my dad's. I see. See, so all this chaos, yeah. right? All this <laughs> right. shit's going on. And that's why you had to start asking questions. And and I asked a lot of questions. Of course. And <laughs> of course. I was relentless. Mm-hmm. And so looking at this whole big marble that we live on, mm-hmm. I'm actually like, what the fuck? <laughs> because this doesn't ring true. Mm-hmm. And I kid you not, when I was uh, in fourth grade, mm-hmm. And we were supposed to be Mexican Americans, mm-hmm. and we're Chicanos, and we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are. That side of my my history and my life is I'm, I consider myself Chicana. Mm-hmm. I turned to the teacher and I raised my hand wholeheartedly. I asked, "So if my, so if I'm Mexican American, how come, how come Gwen isn't African American?" Mm. Hmm. You like you had that. Nineteen seventy. Nice. I asked that question, nice. and she sent me to the principal's office. Oh, because she just because she was she was a white teacher. And yes, she just couldn't, she, she handle, couldn't it. handle it. So uh, there's my questions, right? Hmm, hmm, I see. I so, see. Always there. Always yeah, present. Always there and saying, well, okay, if it's about equity, mm-hmm. then let's offer everybody something open handed mm-hmm. and answer the hard questions. Mm-hmm. And if you don't fucking know, mm-hmm. say you don't know. That's right. Let me get back to you or let's research it together. That's right. I see that this is important to you. I hear mm-hmm. this is important to you. Mm-hmm. And I'm not about to start lying That's right. to 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 children, to youth, mm-hmm. to any of the young adults. That's right. Because um, we don't have time. No. We don't have. We just don't have time. We do not. So if you accelerate everything to where we're at now, I, I arrived here in Venice in the mid '80s. Because why, why are you trying to skip over the good? We got a oh, whole lot okay. of life to go over, okay. Miss no, Ma'am. No, 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 no. Uh huh. <laughs> uh huh. Nah. About the, the 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 part about. All the fill in the gaps. I'll fill in the gaps to where we are now and go back a little bit okay. when it's necessary. Because okay. Okay. Um, I'll tell you that everything that I had written about in my whole heart, in my mind, and my spirit, 
I arrived in Venice reluctantly because my friend, my very good friend lived here, Shelly Brown, mm -hmm. and she had an apartment here in the beach. And so on the weekends, I'd get the better part of the world. Mm -hmm. And then I had an apartment down in um, Koreatown or Rampart mm -hmm. Division. Mm -hmm. It's like about a good 30 minute drive at the time. It was 30 minutes. Right. Now it's like an hour. Sure. And um, so whenever we did catering jobs, if the catering job was closer to my home, then we'd Now, see, you talking home. about catering. We ain't even... We, okay. I, I but, didn't but, know you but, was a caterer. But that hard work, uh -huh. that ethic, Yeah. my mother cleaned homes on the weekends. Ah. So I promised my mother mm -hmm. I would never clean anyone's house mm -hmm. for money. That if they were sick or mm -hmm. just had a baby or if they were having challenging times, sure. that I would show up and do it yeah. as an act of kindness. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've never, to this day, as as... Broke as I've been at many other sure, times sure. in my life, um, mm -hmm. to to I've worked retail mm -hmm. um, to to not because I sold eggs. Remember? Yeah, yeah, that's right. So door I could sell anything. Yeah, and um, and I, I can say that uh, I'm back by the beach. Mm -hmm. Every time I lived, we moved somewhere in San Pedro because mm -hmm. it's a peninsula. Mm -hmm. I've always had ocean mm -hmm. in Sinaloa, mm -hmm. Mexico. Mm -hmm. Ocean. Mm -hmm. We're beach Indians. Ah. Payeta, Peru, mm -hmm. ocean. Ah. We're beach Indians. Mm -hmm. Over the last uh, 30 years here, mm -hmm. they've really gentrified Venice. Yeah. And hyper gentrified. Like, I, I would never pay $30 for a cheeseburger. No. And over <laughs> no. here on the beach, mm -hmm. they got places mm -hmm. where they're selling $30 cheeseburgers. Sure, of course. My mom would come down from the heavens and hit me on the head, <laughs> you know? She'd not be right. up. So everything I'm facing mm -hmm. in my life right now as I'm getting, you know, becoming older mm -hmm. and not old uh, is is the things that my mother would tell me all the other 95 percent of the truth mm -hmm. and the basic common sense that she had about her with her eighth grade education. Mm -hmm. She had a Ph.D. in common sense. Common sense. That's right. And, and, and surviving. And, and because she had to survive. That's I right. would love if I could have a conversation with my mother. Mm -hmm. I would love to talk to her about the shit show, mm -hmm. the bullshit she had to deal with mm -hmm. at work ah. from the cannery and the hospitals uh -huh. and the restaurants. Mm -hmm. Because I know at that time, my mother being that woman, mm -hmm. the feminist without burning bras. Yeah. That she had to go through some shit. What do you, did she ever hint at it when no, you were growing but up? I, I could see the look on her face when she came home. Uh, and, and you she knew didn't something want to talk about up. it. I got you. But I was too young to understand it yeah, then. Yeah. But reflecting yeah. as I'm getting older and, yeah. you know, I, I can go to the post office here now and in Venice or the market mm -hmm. and I got white people just taking up my space and mm -hmm. not even saying excuse me, but yeah. because of COVID. Yeah. And they're not wearing a motherfucking mask. Aye, aye, aye. I step six feet back mm -hmm. and I say, you know, you can't say excuse me. That's right. It won't kill you. And they don't. Yeah. They just, I'm invisible because I look like the person who cleans their motherfucking house. Mm. And so the, therefore or they the don't. the wife have... that's the gardener. The that's... gardener comes through on yeah. Fridays yeah. and come on. Mm. Seriously. Yeah. And I've had that happen to me more often than not in the last three weeks since they've uplifted since they the we went from red to orange, whatever color we whatever are. Whatever the fuck the tears are. Yeah, that's right. Because that's right. last I checked, I'm not going to be subservient and nope. I'm not going to shrink myself nope. for anyone. Nope. My mother had to do that. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. She paid the price. I'm not yeah. paying it again. Yeah, that's exactly. Right. That's right. So all these things that happened in my childhood, like yeah. right now, mm -hmm. if I was to talk about food yeah. security, I'm yeah. a big food advocate, mm -hmm. that I, we're doing food, not bombs. Mm. We're, we're providing... Um, uh, food, but mostly now because there's so many people feeding and sharing food, good food mm -hmm. here in Venice. I've switched to clothing mm. since I was two years old. We've been taking clothing to uh, to the front line borders mm -hmm. to the to Tijuana mm. and uh, and sharing any of the books oh, and toys well. that I had left over mm. and, and things that I outgrew. Mm -hmm. We always shared what we had, the abundance. Yeah. And right now, as it is. We got so much hate wherever there's homeless. Yeah. And I see mental health issues. I see, That's uh, right. yeah, drug and al alcohol addiction yeah. and all the things I grew up with. That's right. I have compassion for, but the, the people that hate and want to criminalize mm -hmm. unhoused people yeah. want to keep all this shit behind closed doors. Mm -hmm. 
mental health, alcoholism, drug addiction, food domestic violence, yeah, food insecurity. Right. Oh, just put it behind the closed door so mm -hmm. I don't have to look at it. That's because right. you know what? Mm -hmm. The people who are unhoused remind house people what a what what a shit show life can be. Yeah. And you can you can have everything taken away that's from right. you. Right. That's right. I wasn't born. I wasn't born unhoused, but life happened yeah. to me and it can happen to you. Yeah. And that's yeah. a that's a terrifying reminder. And, mm. and and so they, they want to keep it neat and tidy, That's right. you know, behind closed doors. Mm. And and so people are having instead of seeing people's uh, microwave. I always use this metaphor, but the microwave on a on a milk crate mm -hmm. next to someone's tent. Yeah. And the cord leads to nowhere. There's no electricity. Ah. I say I see that as trauma. Mm. There's something about the microwave that is important for this person to have. That's right. Why mm. am I going to fuck with that? Yeah, that's right. Why would I want to take that from them and, and throw it away? I'd actually look around to see if there's any kind of electricity to share. And if I have a cord in the back of my car, I'm going to gift it to them. Mm. So they can <laughs> microwave right. popcorn right. or whatever That's it is right. that they want to eat. Whatever they need to eat. Yeah. yeah. But I'm not, I'm not here to tell people how to live. I'm just trying to get them to be a better relative. Uh, uh. Water. Mm -hmm. Water is so important in all of our lives. Mm. And I am, by definition, a water protector having housed um, all a lot of donations that went to Standing Rock from Do you think that you're a water protector because of where where your people came from? Yes. And that's just that's a the part ocean. of your mm -hmm. such a big part of medicine. Yeah. And when the Lakota, Dakota, Nakota, all the people mm -hmm. in Standing Rock to South Dakota, everybody was talking, especially the Four Corners territory with the water compromise mm -hmm. and that and reservations still not having any, uh, you know, a lot of them don't have running water. Mm. And, and Really? Do not have running water? Yeah, here in California, mm. up in like Mount Shasta. Mm -hmm. I mean, not Mount Shasta, in the uh, Shasta area. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, over there in North, near your territory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's reservations without running water. Mono Lake, that's what, what they, it is I'm what trying to say. What do they do Mono for Lake. water if they don't they, have running they water? They have it delivered and or huh. yeah, they have to go get it themselves. Wow. And So uh, you're saying they don't, when they turn on the tap to wash their hands, nothing no comes tap. up? They don't have indoor plumbing. Wow. They still live. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. How is that? Wow. Yeah. So okay. so, mm. so these are the things hmm. that I grew up with mm -hmm. watching yeah. <laughs> because our, the truth wasn't uh, censored. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't the government that was censoring because yeah. now it's the government and the corporations uh, sure. being in bed together and, you know, right. making the fuckery of all of our lives. That's right. But, you know, water being an issue um, for Standing Rock trying to protect and defend and honor the water that was there for millions of people mm -hmm. that whole thing brought everything together like what do you mean when you say that when it brought the sense of community from all sides of the wor world people went to standing rock mm -hmm. to visit yeah because they recognize that they too in their territories mm -hmm. on the land that they were born and raised on that they were having water issues too and they're concerned or they're uh, defending water mm -hmm. from the Amazon mm. to, I mean, all over the world, huh. people went there. Uh -huh. I housed for a year and a couple of months uh, donations mm -hmm. and I put uh, caravans together mm -hmm. when they came, they said, hey, I can leave Tuesday. Who's leaving? I don't have a ride, but I have money. And I put people together. Yeah. There was only one failed group mm -hmm. that went to Standing Rock mm. because when AIM took over Wounded Knee mm -hmm. in South Dakota. Back they in went, the day? Back in the day uh -huh. when I was eight, nine years old. Uh -huh. I wanted to take them food uh -huh. because they ran out of food. It was snowing. It was cold. Yeah. And I told my mom, let's go. Let's go to something. Let's go to Wounded Knee. They need food. We have food here. We can take food for them. Mm -hmm. And my mom laughed at me. She says, you think it's a, down the street around the corner? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I have to work tomorrow. Yeah, that's so. right. You know, and I was trying to convince her, mm -hmm. you know, how important it was. And I'm sure she got a kick out of it. Sure. But, you know, I went to bed very upset because yeah. people were hungry. Uh -huh. And that instilled with me, mm -hmm. like, I can't sleep if someone's hungry. And you wanted to make it right when you were old enough. Exactly. Ah. So all these things that happened, all this trauma and drama. And it wasn't for me to be the center of anything. It was mm -hmm. for me to say open handedly. Yeah. This is how you offer. Uh -huh. You offer with your open with, you know, you offer as best you can mm. with what you have. Hey, uh, veteran sitting outside uh, 7-Eleven, I had $10, I had two $5 bills mm -hmm. and he wanted money mm -hmm. to to feed his dog and himself. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, I have two $5 bills. If I give you five and I have five, mm -hmm. we both have five. Yeah. He said, you do that? I mm -hmm. said, why not? Mm -hmm. I went in and I traded in 
uh, four quarters for a scratcher, uh-huh. and I won ten bucks. Nice. So see, yeah. when you have faith yeah. in the bigger part of the universe, sure. and you you get you know small blessings like yeah, that. Yeah, that's right. I didn't bump into anybody else who needed money, but you just you can't um, hold on to to so much that you have because somebody else may need what you have uh, just to get along their way, uh, just for the day. Uh-huh. And if it prevents people from having outbursts emotionally, mm-hmm. like on the street, mm-hmm. unhoused, mm-hmm. some people can't take their medication without yeah. without having a tummy with food in it. Yeah, that's you know? right. That's right. So people logically are, if you feed them, they'll stay around. It's like, no. If you feed them, they if will not be them, hungry. They'll be able to make a decision yeah, that's right. to how to get the help they may need or right. a better decision for their overall life, their mm. overall health. Mm-hmm. And who are you to tell them? Yeah, that's right. You know, what's mm. what's best for them? Mm. What all you want them to do is be gone. Yeah. You know, what about you? And so, so we covered water and water is, um, by far one of the biggest battles we're fighting now is a desalination plant, uh, that Newsom wants to, uh, do, uh, he wants to do a cookie cutter approach with different corporations to do these desalination plants. Mm -hmm. State of California is going to suffer because he's going to peddle a big, huge lie what is the lie that, ex- we, that we need explain it. the fight around this desalination yeah because i'm not familiar so yeah help and, me understand and that whole thing is that they're trying to build a big behemoth of a of a of a, a building in order to suck the ocean uh-huh. with anything that it sucks in mm-hmm. and take out the salt from the water mm-hmm. and whatever animals whatever plankton <laughs> and everything yeah and put the brine mm-hmm. that's left over from the water mm-hmm. extract the water bottle the water mm-hmm. And they want to charge between three and seven dollars more for the bottle of water than any other bottle. I thought of water. the desalination plant was for for to be used as municipal water. You're saying nope. it's for a they're, private. They're saying it's a private industry. Oh, that wow. wants to use public funded dollars. That's the battle I'm in I now. I see. I see. From I Standing see. Rock to this desalination. We have to get back to Standing Rock because I yeah. need to understand how you became so involved in that battle. But we're talking yeah, desalination no, now. But okay. Right now, because yeah, yeah. it's water. Yeah, yeah. Of because course. it's water. So. But you're so, so let me understand what you're saying. You're saying news, this Newsom is talking out of both sides of his mouth at, per usual. Yeah. So he's he wants to he wants to because I thought there was one desalination plant that had has been like decommissioned that they that was like built and for like some time ago, but it has not been been used or whatever. Because I remember they were talking about Carlsbad? bringing it back. I don't remember where. Okay, it was. there's one in Carlsbad. I don't know if there's another one. I think there might be one in Santa Barbara. But okay, okay, but but they, but they want to either build or recommission, I don't know if that's the right word, this desalination plant, not for municipal water use in case we're in a drought again, which I think we are. We're in a drought. Yeah, because we had a very well, not wet Climate winter. crisis. It's not because we're in a drought. It's because of climate crisis. We have to solve climate crisis. Sure, right? sure, sure. Otherwise, but, he's going to peddle it as a huge, a bigger than, he's going to sell it as like we're in the red kind of sure. water thing sure because yeah, he wants his desal. He, yeah. he owes people, lobbyists. Yeah, that's right. Six or seven lobbyists for this fucking... Project. But they want to use it to privately bottle yeah, this and water for and sell profit. it. Uh, and, public and, but, funds. But this is a pu- oh public funds to for private for private profit. Yeah, for private profit. And the the issue here is a public funds for private profit. A B, uh, the environmental impact of sucking in ocean water and the associated brine, flora and the brine fl- flana, that's left fauna. over yeah, to yeah. put it back in the ocean, which is not every good. Day. No, it's not. Yeah. Okay. And our our oceans are already in dire straits there's like other path other gyres that aren't moving yeah. there's other waterways that aren't moving mm-hmm. and stagnant we have water that's uh warmer and more acidic yep and here we are trying to put brine into it salt by the gallons concentrated gallons. Salt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 so i don't know what i don't know what he's smoking Who's, i don't know well, <laughs> i don't I wish, know if he I is wish but maybe he should yeah maybe. that's right <laughs> who are who are some of the groups that are fighting um, this azul.com mm-hmm. um socal 350 mm-hmm. uh sierra club um mm. there's a couple of different orgs in uh los angeles here mm. as uh sunrise uh sunrise and water watch yeah oh, okay. so, and um extinction rebellion yep. has got a tip on it and mm-hmm. now we're gonna do we've been do, busy doing presentations mm-hmm for mm-hmm. the community and it's mind-blowing mm-hmm. that this is at the point this is where we're at right uh, and this whole water thing mm-hmm. is that it taught me that not only that water is life it's all life that's right. water is all life that's right. and that we have to do what we can to defend it yep. to honor it that's and right. protect it that's right that's what standing rock taught me ah uh, now is it 
who are the corporations that he's in cahoots with to try and do this with? Coca-Cola? Uh, uh, no, it's Poseidon, a group called, of all things, they're called Poseidon. Is it like a hedge it's, fund or private equity? Or? It's it's a big fucking conglomerate. They, oh, okay. they apparently uh, are in the business of taking public funding. Uh, there's another company, and I don't know the company that's doing it in Monterey Bay. Mm-hmm. So they're proposing a desalination plant in Monterey Bay. For the same reason, not for, for municipal same, use. But... No, for the same reason. And... Mm. They want to put these uh, desalination plants up and down our coast, Mm -hmm. and it's a cookie-cutter approach. Ah. There's no real special, beautiful plan to it except for their solution is to put it back in the ocean. Right now, the one that's uh, a huge threat of being approved is in Huntington Beach, Uh. and the people south of that don't even know what's coming. Ah. There's already a desalination plant in Carlsbad, Mm -hmm. and... um, the best explanation that I can give you about this is that the lobby, there's six or seven lobbyists for this project in Huntington Beach, and uh, they've invested in Newsom for his uh, election. Now they're like they're helping him fight recall, you mean? They're, they're, they're not. I don't know what part they're helping him uh-huh. with the recall. No, I didn't say that. Okay. I'm saying that they helped elect him oh, and oh, he oh. owes them. I see, he I owes see, them. See, so, see, you know, the person he was out with the French laundry, yeah, that, that restaurant, that was that guy. The, oh, that's a desal guy gotcha, with gotcha. many other things. Gotcha. Um, and his, uh, I think he's, he's, his aunt is Nancy Pelosi. Yeah. Yeah. So, Bitch so there you go. It's in the family. It runs in the family. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, so the big problem with this is that, uh, water is a human right. That's right. And so why are we paying anything for it? That's right. And it that's should right. just be free. Yeah, that's right. And it comes um, from the sky. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, how, how can you tell a thir- thirsty person you don't have two bucks, three bucks, four? Yeah, that's seven? right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So so it's just it's bizarre. It's a u- u- universal uh, United Nations, universal human rights. Yeah, that's and, right. And uh, housing, food. Education, healthcare, healthcare yeah. all of it and is water. a human right. That's so right. the first thing is water. That's right. We have to have water. Right. You can't even, you can't, you can't make it to a schoolhouse no. <laughs> no. if you don't have water. And, and and look at the crap fountains that we had in school. We survived all that. Yeah, too. that's right. That's right. God, <laughs> yeah. I remember this. Right? Good grief. Um, so what it, so it, it seems like a lot of your life's work of late has been around, uh, uh, fighting for uh fighting for water and the justices associated with it because it is a human right domestic violence uh rape culture the uh i was sexually assaulted twice myself um and that you know i was drugged Mm. twice and uh and i was foolish because uh then i realized that uh you know i can't i can't just go on a date you know, I'd have you to actually. You weren't foolish. You didn't. You weren't no, expecting I, someone no, to assault I was, you. I was foolish for trusting. Ah, uh, okay. Well, Not, no, you can be forgiven no, for no. that. I, I have. I have. Sure. Because, um, you know, I, I, I have things that uh, I just pulled out a. She pulled out a chopstick from the back of her yeah, head. Metal. Like, I was like, ooh, yeah. is she about to stab me? <laughs> I thought we were cool. No, no. Somebody, somebody <laughs> try to grab me, then they're just going to get the stick. Yeah, that's You know, I just, I'm always thinking about. How not because I'm walking on eggshells and I'm trying to defend myself. Mm-hmm. I'm just somebody is going to come at me. They're going to get a whole lot You're of. You're not going to make it easy. Yeah, it's not. No. Mm. And I might say, let me let my hair down. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and I have my chopstick in my hair. <laughs> that's right. But the reason why is uh, I've seen the deterioration of womenhood with the confusion of not knowing what we want and how to go about it. What and do you mean when you say that? When I say that, it's because. We have these uh, this idea of we want um, someone to open the door for us, but at the same time we open up our own damn door. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. so which is it? You know, ah, and that there's contradictions, ah, right? And talk going, about that for a second because you you have some seasoning. So talk yeah. about your talk about your perception and how uh, these contradictions are. Uh, have like mushroomed, if you will, because okay. I think we probably agree on okay. quite a bit. Uh huh. Go ahead. Well, that gives you an opportunity to open the door for him. Hmm. And what's wrong with if that? If we want equality, that's I'm saying. That's, yeah, that's I'm right. just saying. That's so right. you know, some people want to bitch and moan about dating, and it's a certain way. It's got to be a certain way. Well, mm. really, is that what you really want? Because yeah. you got to be careful with, with what you ask for. Do you think that a lot of like popular mainstream feminists? discourse is bullshit and it's really just about a white woman's power grab 
Yes, because white mm. women clutch their pearls in every fucking circle uh-huh. about being uncomfortable or mm-hmm. being um, if, if they're if they I'm going to sound ageist, but if they're a certain age, yeah. they they need to be heard. They need to represent. They need to lead. They mm-hmm. need to cross T's dot I's. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Not everything needs to be agendized. Not everything <laughs> needs to be a uh, hella, you know, approval of minutes and Robert's rules of order. Who the fuck is Robert and who cares? <laughs> who, right. Who, you, you who is Robert and fuck yeah, his no, rules? I yeah. know who he is, but I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if we're going to have a conversation, mm-hmm. it's going to be, I would rather do a Zapatista mm. style, which is uh, from uh, Chiapas, Mexico. When mm. you're in community, everybody, we don't leave until everybody's heard, uh-huh. you know, mm. and, you know, we can go deep with uh, the feminists. That's a whole nother freaking visit. That's a whole visit, other I, discussion. I wanna, yeah, I want to touch on it. Yeah. Because we had some uh, BIPOC relatives mm-hmm. uh, in the suffragettes movement, but mm-hmm. you don't see a lot of pictures and we were That's not right. in the front. That's we weren't right. shoulder to shoulder. That's right. And it was about women's, white women's liberation That's first. That's right. right. They did not okay. want black women involved. No, to they be, didn't. They were very explicit about that. And they were uh-huh. freaking racist. Yeah, that's right. So straight up, I'm, yeah. you know, I'm, but it, go but, ahead and burn your bra, girl, because yeah. I'm not going to burn mine. I will not burn mine. <laughs> Cotton is expensive and yeah. we need to keep the tatas where and we I, want them. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not about telling, trying to tell other people how to live, but you know what? Mm. I, don't clutch your imaginary pearls around your neck <laughs> and, and say that I'm causing you to, to feel a certain way because yeah. you're a grown ass woman That's right. and you're an adult That's last right. I checked. That's right. So lean into that, unpack it mm-hmm. and figure it out. But it's too heavy a lift for me to lift it for you. That's right. And I, and I, and actually what you're asking me to lift is not to my benefit. It's actually. not my job. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not my job. Yeah. And yeah. I'm not going to shrink because you're afraid mm-hmm. and I'm not going to make nice in public forums because mm. it's going to, for, for appearances. I, see. I did that as a child uh, uh, uh. and I am not a child. That's so right. thank God <laughs> for white people, for black lives. Yeah. <laughs> thank God. Thank creator. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because they need to have a safe place to ask questions. Sure. You know, and to, they need to feel safe asking their question. I don't want trauma yeah, yeah. for them. This is their trauma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You fucking benefited for 500 and 400 years yeah. of this shit. And yeah. now you got to like lean into it. Mm-hmm. Be uncomfortable. Yeah. Be afraid. Yeah. Try 500, 400 years of this shit. That's right. How are you living? <laughs> I'm not afraid. I've never been afraid. <laughs> except for when I was little and mm-hmm. I had to run out the door. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. in my in the middle of the night in that's my pajamas right. because right. my, my loved ones were trying to cause each other harm. That's right. That's right. Alcohol. That's right. All these things. Every time uh, indigenous people put alcohol to their lips, they're making the white man write about us mm. and they're profiting mm. unless we make our own. Yeah. That, which yeah, which we right. do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some people who do. Yeah. So I'm not putting any of it mm. down. If it's your decision and make a decision that's, right. that's going to benefit the we and the us. That's everyone. Right. That's right. Not just you and yourself and your fucking pearls. That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, By the way, I got a strand of pearls too, and it was given to me when I was 16 years old. No shade to pearls. But they're still in my jewelry box, and I think I've worn them only twice That's because right. they're just not me. It's not for me. Yeah. That's maybe right. maybe for my family. I'll just hand them down to somebody. But, <laughs> but they, that's just the, the, the part about the beautiful part about uh, consent mm-hmm. in the feminist circle, in the circle of sexual liberation, mm-hmm. is that I think, I think, creator. Mm-hmm. That we have consent Mm -hmm. because it makes so much sense, Mm -hmm. but you can't be going from a, a, what is it? Cuddle puddle Mm -hmm. that that they used to Uh and then not expect people. And I I expect people to behave wholeheartedly. Like Mm -hmm. you really have to know your people if you're going to do a cuddle puddle. Mm -hmm. But when it turns to something else, Mm -hmm. you don't do cancel culture. You ask, why did you think it was okay for you to go beyond the cuddle? That's right. There you was know? an agreement yeah. among the group. Yeah. On the other side of it, though, when Me Too came out, I was one of the first aunties to question, okay, as a feminist, uh, we have to ask the question, what about false allegations? Hey, come do. on, come on, okay, I'm gonna come believe on, you. come I'm on. I'm going to believe women. I'm going to believe whoever was sexually assaulted. I'm going to believe Sometimes, them. though, because but there no, seems until, to be... Until we uh, know, uh-huh. and until we know, uh-huh. we have to, because... White women, again, that's had right. relationships with BIPOC yep. men and women. Yeah, that's right. They that had they relationships. Don't want to for. And then they don't want to be responsible. That's and right. a lot of people were killed, that's right. jailed, that's lynched right. That's right. because of their clutching their pearls again. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Oh, well, they they were dating. Yeah. The, the, they were dating. They were in All relationships. Right. That's right. That's right. So, you know, yeah. I, I, I right now... I've had enough mm-hmm. of the I'm not wearing a mask and I'm not getting uh, the shot and all this other shit that people are saying. Mm-hmm. 
I have my own reasons to not have the shot. Mm -hmm. However, when it comes to the the white flight that I'm seeing happening in environmental groups, mm -hmm. it's because they're comfortable mm -hmm. within their own uh, scope of things. Because they, when they see BIPOC people, their racist vision mm -hmm. sees me and you mm -hmm. as subservient to yeah. them mm -hmm. and they see us less than yeah. and they see us as we well they don't work for us but i'm still going to treat them like they do mm -hmm. and i'm going to still tell them what to do yeah. and how they should do it that's right that's right that's right that's right so <laughs> you know they i'm not trying to get anybody to feel bad about their lineage i just want them to unpack it yeah. and heal have their own healing that their own recovery and what does that mean for BIPOC liberation? Because mm. if the language of equity makes you feel uncomfortable or afraid, mm -hmm. that that's a you problem. That's a them problem. Mm -hmm. That's a them problem. It's not a me or you problem. Mm -hmm. It's a them problem and they need to not run away from it. That's right. What's that? Gavin Newsom up to some chicanery? No. <laughs> if you're in California and at all interested in the groups lining up to fight the desalination plants, I put them in the show notes. See you back here for part two when we discuss her organizing for Standing Rock, her thoughts on the Green New Deal, and a host of other things. <laughs> See you tomorrow.